Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it! Then we're done! And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man! Now wipe the crust out of your eyes, get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, 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 good morning. People, welcome back. Y'all know who it is, man. It's your boy, Ray G. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up. And for that, we appreciate you. Thank you for being here today on this beautiful Monday, July the 25th, last week of July. Training camp is underway. Uh, We've been off for a week, so I'm happy, happy to be back. Let's drop the thing on the bottom. Bam, there goes our partners, sponsors, prize picks. Use the promo code WAKEUP for instant deposit match up to $100. And you got to get in there because prize picks drop some really interesting lines, not just with the NFL, but also with college football. So get in there, tap in. Me and Jay are going to talk about that at some time, maybe not this week. Sometime next week, we got training camp, um, but I'm, I'm excited. I feel rejuvenated. I'm refreshed. And uh, no, I did not go on vacation. So we were off all the last week. There was no vacation. We were supposed to go to Costa Rica for eight days. Kid got sick like the Friday before we were traveling. Uh, my youngest got sick. My wife got sick. So we had to delay the entire trip. We canceled the entire trip. So we just spent the week relaxing, reflecting, trying to do some things better, thinking about what direction we want the show to go into, uh, you know, going into the fall, right? I've missed y'all. Like I enjoy doing this. I enjoy coming on here and chopping it up about just sports, like shit that's going on in the football world. Uh, Mike Anderson, I don't know if you're in here this morning, basketball world, but it it got me thinking, man. It got me thinking, like, why do we why do we get up and do this every day? You know, you know, three days a week, four days a week, depending on when we feel like it, extra videos. Like, why do we do this? And it's because we enjoy talking about sports, man. You know, when this thing started last August, like it was technically a betting show. Like this whole thing was supposed to be nothing but prop bets, nothing but prop bets. And, you know, at that time, Jay and I were like, we like more than just prop betting. We like the fantasy football world. We like track and field. We like baseball. We like basketball. Like, and I was looking at some comments as I was gone, you know, people checking out some of the old content and they're like, ah, it's a fantasy football. It's not a fantasy football show. It really is not. This is not a strictly fantasy football show. Yes, football is the bread and butter of what we do here. College football, NFL. We love fantasy football. We love dynasty. But damn it, Jay and I love sports. And that's why we do this. Like we love sports. Now we like some sports more than others. And again, the primary core of this content will always remain football. But how can you sit back and watch what's happening during the track and field world championships and not get goosebumps? 
watching Noah Lyles, watching Sidney McLaughlin, watching uh, Usain Bolt during his, what some people thought back in 2012, the greatest race of all time, that four by one meter relay, Jamaica versus USA. How could you not watch the MLB and not just be mesmerized by the fact that the Blue Jays put up 25 freaking runs by the fifth inning? Like there's exciting shit going on in the world of sports and we get to live through that. We get to experience that. We get to talk about that just as somebody who loves sports like we're gonna talk about some of that stuff this is not this if every time we look at the comments people jump on here ah it's been 15 minutes until they start talking about fantasy football if it's 15 minutes hit the fast forward button because there's some dope stuff going on that should be celebrated that we should talk about because uh I, I mean that's that's we get to experience this man life is this short like it's it's short here one day gone the next so let's appreciate these dope sports moments while they happen while we live in it man I just I I saw that Jay and it really was like you know what I like all this shit man it ain't just college it's not just the NFL it's everything man it's everything and there's some really really cool things going on in the world of sports but neither here nor there I just I had to get that off my chest because a lot of people seem they got they got this thing twisted they got this thing we you're up at seven o'clock in the freaking morning six o'clock some places eight o'clock others shit it's your lunch break you know if you're across the pond we want y'all to be entertained when you watch this show you don't want to you don't want to be statted to death at six o'clock in the fucking morning you want to have some entertainment talk to me gq tell me what's going on what do we need to know about what should we be paying attention to keeping an eye on and me and jay got y'all covered so i'm just excited to see y'all back in the goddamn building man i'm ex- i am i'm rejuvenated i'm refreshed i feel good got a clean shave for y'all you know what i'm saying i i gq got it together for y'all jay rich how you doing this morning big dog you're making me look bad with your clean shave and your, and your new boom mic and i'm just looking the same damn old guy i've been looking at for the whole time but i do want to give a shout out to Lerana mcdaniel she's in the chat today shout out to breeze I'm, i believe he signed his contract last week um so good for him to see him get that together before jets camp but um, I'm back, man. We're excited. Um, I know that everyone was expecting a lot more from me over the break. I took some time to relax, too. But um, it's going to come in the coming weeks, so don't you worry about it. We're going to get the show back on track. But, yeah, like you said, man, it's uh, I'm a degenerate gambler now. I'm, I'm, I'm over the edge, as they say. Uh, right? I've been betting on the CFL, doing pretty well. Um, that's been a journey. I had my Toronto Argonauts were down to a team that had 11 players out due to COVID and they went on a 17-0 run in the fourth quarter and they won the game. It was, uh, it's been good, man. It's been good. But you know, like you said, the, uh, the degenerate gambler in me has me looking at everything, every angle, anytime I can find the edge. I don't want the people to know about that. So I'm happy to be back. Happy to see you, my friend. Yeah, and, man. Uh, I'm loving the the Sanders jersey on the background. I don't know if people have seen that yet. Feel yeah, like you told you told me that the TV in the background was a thorn in your side for the longest. And when I moved <laughs> it, you said, "Thank God, you moved that damn TV out of the back of your background." So the TV's in front of me now. So I'm actually watching TV as as we do the show. But nice. um, Jay, we've been out for a week. A lot of shit has happened. Um, in the NFL world, we kind of touched on it at the beginning. Training camp popping off. Rookies are reported. I think it's like full go this week. I believe it's like full go training tomorrow. camp this tomorrow week. Tomorrow is everyone has to report. So I was looking yeah. that up. It is tomorrow. The 26th is the biggest day for most teams. You saw the Raiders have already started training camp. A few other teams have already started. The Bills, I believe, have started as well. Um, but veterans report for all teams tomorrow. And so there is a few players that we're going to be watching to see. Are they participating? Are they not? Because there is still the potential for camp holdouts for a couple of the stars in the NFL. But yeah, all the players and teams do report tomorrow officially. 
Well, before you jump into the news, let's say good morning to the people. I see Shane Joe in the building, Mike A in the building, Albert, Seven Goat Rings, EV, Joe, what's up, my girl? We got to move that stuff all around. What's up, Joe? She said, I missed it. What's up, Joe? How you doing? Jay Peters in the building. Terrence, uh, Dynasty Barry, good morning to you. Marlon, Matt Bruning, what's going down with you, Matt? Patrick Price, Mike is in the building. Hey, yo, everybody that's watching this, subscribe to the newsletter. Like, I think some of the shit that we're putting in the newsletter, Jay, probably should be articles, but we're giving yeah. it to people for free. Uh, Mike and Adam, 4D chess guys, putting stuff in there, talking about by Jared Goff. If you want to know why uh, Mike is saying to buy Jared Goff, tap into the All Gas newsletter. we got Dynasty Barry. We're running 2023 rookie mocks all year, yeah. like all year. Rookie mocks, Devi mocks, and different observations and takeaways from what we're seeing, Jay. I'll just say, man, you know, you, you know, I started the new gig over at TDN. Uh, there are a lot of people very high on old Will Levis over there at the Draft Network. Very high Ooh. on one Will Levis. Uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff going. I mean, there's just so much shit going on, Jay. So much stuff going on. Uh, I, I didn't finish saying good morning to everybody in the building. Uh, James is in the building. Big Shy, John, Chris, uh, everybody, man. Everybody in the building. What's going on? LaRondra McDaniel. She's in the building. Brees' mom. Good morning, Miss McDaniel. How you doing? Good to see you. Jay, but let's let's go before the YouTube people. We're 11 minutes in. We have not talked any anything. So let's go ahead and hit the news. What we got going on, Jay? So the biggest thing, like you mentioned, is training camp starting this week. It starts tomorrow. Um, and I'm not going to go back over it fully, but I put this at the bottom of the notes, so I'll just get back to it. People are talking about holdouts, right? Uh, the three main guys, Ian Rapport talked about it this morning. It's Derwin James, Debo Samuel, and DK Metcalf are kind of our three big players. We're looking at all guys probably looking at $100 million contracts, all guys who have had some issues trying to get re-signed with their teams and so those are kind of the main three guys that we're looking at for training camp tomorrow he's talking about how there's the old holdouts now it's more of a hold in where you're at training camp but you're not participating so you don't get suspended you don't lose any money but you're still letting the team know that you're there but you're not exactly fully engaged and then ray you put this in the show notes that there is a difference between the physically unable to perform the pup list for training camp and for the regular season so when you see guys get thrown on the pup it's not a big deal right now. They're they're not locked in for four games or three games, whatever the, the actual pup list, pup, list, pup list is for the regular season. So you see J.K. Dobbins on the list, Michael Thomas, Ronnie Stanley, a lot of high-profile players on this list. And then as well, there's the non-football injury list. And, Ray, I don't know if you know this, but Jamison Williams got put on the non-football injury list. And the reason why is because he suffered his injury in college. So for some reason, because it wasn't at the NFL level, it's put on the not football injury list, which is odd. But so if you see guys on this non-football injury list, it could be one thing or something else. But as well, the preseason pub, not a big deal. Guys can get activated, deactivated. And actually, in the terms of Michael Thomas, I know people are really worried about him. Um, people, Nick Underhill was saying that he may be back in a couple of weeks just off the list officially. So I did want to mention that. And then the biggest news, obviously, is still Deshaun Watson. When's his suspension going to come? How many games is it going to be? We're not really sure, but the Browns did sign Josh Rosen. Maybe they want to bring in another camp body because they need another quarterback. I don't know. Not going to make much of it. I believe this is now Josh Rosen's fifth team in the NFL. So definitely not anything to look at on that front. And then on top of that, Ray, I'm not sure if you saw this, but uh, the biggest story I think in the sports world right now is John Mechie. John yeah. Mechie was diagnosed with acute poly, 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 polymelectic leukemia. 
um, and he's expected to miss the whole season. And I, I was looking into this actually a little bit, and the main reason why is because he's not able to control his body when it bleeds, right? So if you get hit, you get cut, you can actually die from this. But the good thing is, is that it does have a 90% recovery rate, and it's a very treatable disease. So prayers up to John Mechie. I did want to mention that, um, but yeah. he should be okay. And I think, you know, you want to look at comeback player of the year, John Mechie will definitely be on the short list for next season. And one thing that you didn't even put in the show notes that I, honestly, it's so long ago I forgot, but Juan Soto won the home run derby. You know, yeah. the probably the most exciting day in baseball, the home run derby, Juan Soto beat Julio Rodriguez, who put up, I believe, 70-plus home runs in the home run derby. And then you talked about the Blue Jays putting up 28 runs in a game on the Red Sox, the third most in ML, or, yeah, third most MLB history in terms of runs per game, fifth most, I believe, in history, period, because a couple teams put up 29 runs. And the Texas Rangers put up 30 runs runs on the Baltimore Orioles in a game in 2007. And then your girl, Sydney McLaughlin, lit the world on fire, breaking her own world record in the 400-meter hurdles with a 50.68. And so she's the first woman to ever break 51. And was she the first woman to ever break 52 as well? Um, it's just crazy what she's doing at 22 years old. And you found this stat, 19th fastest time in the open 400. If it was an open 400, it'd be the 19th fastest time this season so that is pretty incredible. You put her up there with Katie Ledecky, Michael Phelps, and Usain Bolt. And I think, you know, for a woman who's still entering her prime, could she even break 50? That would be pretty remarkable because that just is, feels like such a larger barrier than just breaking 51 and 52. And then another big story that I'm sure you're excited about is the transfer portal. The transfer portal is wide open now. It's open season. You know, before it was you could transfer one time and then you have to sit out if you want to transfer again. But now... I don't know what's going to happen, but it seems like players can just transfer whenever they want. They could transfer in, transfer out. There's not going to be any more year delays having to sit out for a season. That is gone now in the NCAA. So I'm curious to see how that impacts recruiting, how that impacts the transfer portal, because we may see you know, some juniors and seniors transferring after transferring a first time. A lot of interesting news coming out. And then probably the most puzzling was, of course, the Madding ratings, which sent people into a frenzy. Jamar Chase, the 21st rated wide receiver on Madden 23, behind oh, just a slew of guys. It's pretty incredible how disrespected he got in the rankings. He's 87 overall, like you, like you said, 21st best. The rest of it I didn't really mind, though. I was kind of surprised to see some of the rankings, but... People can argue about that. I'm not a big Madden guy. I'm not going to worry about it too much. But Jamar Chase as the 21st wide receiver in the NFL. That should not happen. And that's, for the most part, what we saw over the news uh, over the past week or so. Is there anything I missed, anything you want to touch on before we head into the bulk of the show? Nah, man. I think you, uh, I think you nailed it. I think the thing for me is uh, Sydney, bro. Um, I, I don't think people truly understand the level of dominance and greatness that she is. It's just, uh, I still, to this day, to this day, I'll go on YouTube and I'll look up the 2012 four by one. I think I've watched that more times than I've watched any football clip this summer, just because it was just yeah. a great race. And to see what she's doing over hurdles at 22 years old, it, uh, you watch that race and it looks like she's running against like children because these yeah. these are like the fastest people in the world. She's Mostly, way the right? hell up here and they're way back there. At 22, I'm, I mean, she's right up there already with Katie Ledecky, swimmer, Michael Phelps, and Usain Bolt as mm -hmm. some of the best track and field athletes, Olympians that we've ever seen. And she's only getting better and better. So shout out to her. I, I, I just... 
50.68 is nuts. Over hurdles. Yeah. That's in freaking sane. So shout out to her. Prayers up to John Mechie. Um, yeah. You know, what, what is this? First and foremost, fuck cancer, first and foremost. And I'm glad this is, well, I'm optimistic that this, this is something that has such a high recovery rate. That way we can see John Mechie on the field, hopefully again sometime. But what does this mean immediately for the Houston Texans and for, you know, what a lot of people... Uh, they're going to ask about right fantasy wise and I don't think it changes much because you should not have been anticipating John Mechie to give you this give you a ton this year in the yeah. first place because he what he did suffer the ACL tear at Alabama I believe during the SEC title game or right before the was SEC it, title game might have been the SEC title game you're right yeah, it was either it, the game before or, was or, SEC or title that game. game so you shouldn't have expected much from Mechie this year um but it it has to be it, it should yield more opportunity for Nico Collins, for Brandon Cooks, even a Brevin Jordan. And I know my good friend Scott Connor. Shout out to Scott. Scott and Eric Vanek got a new podcast on Destination Devi Radio. Drops on Saturdays. Make sure y'all subscribe and tap into their content. But it's gotta be good news for one Brevin Jordan as well. Let's not say mm-hmm. good news, but more opportunity for those guys because Mechie, there won't be any chance of him getting on the field this year. Looks like it's going to be a Nico Collins, Brandon Cook's wide receiver core again, probably a team that I'm not overly invested in for fantasy purposes is. We've talked about this. We don't want to bet on bad offenses, right? And as promising as Davis Mills may look, as, as much upside or potential or opportunity that we think he could have in 2022 I still don't think this is an offense where I want a ton of exposure to their pass catching weapons the running back room could be committee I think Houston is headed in the right direction with with Lovey Smith and Pep Hamilton and their draft capital but this season not expecting much from the Houston Texans and not not expecting a ton from that wide receiver core I'm not going to be building around um, that wide receiver room uh, but Jay we did uh, we didn't talk about, and, and I want to get your thoughts, and I want to hear everybody, because when this news broke, it was like, wow. And then you start looking at the numbers, and you're even more like, wow, and what does this mean moving forward? But Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray signed his it's extension, hurt. five years, uh, $230.5 million deal, uh, five years, $160 million guaranteed. I believe he got 105 upfront money. Uh, to sign Kyler Murray now the second highest paid, uh, second most guaranteed yep. money in NFL history behind one Deshaun Watson, who David Maletta, what a goat of an agent of uh, what a mm-hmm. goat of an agent to negotiate that type of deal uh, for his client. We're not going to get into the legality of Watson and the creepiness of him, but $230 million fully guaranteed is nuts. But now you have Kyler Murray, who it wasn't until we started diving in, Jay, to his his prop numbers. He would have done it this year had he not got hurt, but yet to throw for 4,000 yards. Uh, uh, hasn't done a ton in the playoffs. No MVP, no AP player of the year. And now he's making the second most annual money per season behind Aaron Rodgers is one Kyler Murray. And my initial thought was, what does this mean for Justin Herbert? What's this mean for Joe Burrow? What's this mean for Lamar Jackson in particular? And I know we talked about it on this show 
and maybe more so in our Discord, about Cincinnati and the players that they're going to have to pay over the next three or four years. And there are a lot of people that I'm hearing talking about, you know, T. Higgins and him wanting to get paid like a top five receiver. And you're seeing the money getting thrown around for these receivers now. And maybe Cincinnati having to come to a decision with T. Higgins. But with Kyler Murray signing this extension, uh, where does this where does this comfort where does this put you comfort wise with him? You know, long term starter if he's your QB one in dynasty in fantasy football. Uh, how do you feel about this? Would you be willing to move off of Kyler Murray pivot now that he's got the security? Now that you don't have to worry about him playing baseball or or leaving the Cardinals or holding out? I mean, where do you feel Kyler Murray's appropriate value should be? Is he? The, a top three quarterback in the NFL. What's this mean for Burrow, Lamar? Where are you kind of at with the Kyler Murray news, man? I think it just provides us a security that he's going to be there. I mean, I don't think I was overly concerned about it in the first place. So then you just leave me with, how do I feel about him overall? Probably top six or seven is about where I'd put him. I know that we've talked about this a lot, and the spot that I hate more than anything in drafts is the 107, which probably puts Kyler Murray at top six, right? Because I'm not really all in on Dak Prescott this season, and Kyler's definitely ahead of him for me. So I think probably top six quarterback is about where I'd put him. Yeah, they're, they're talking about this stat where Kyler Murray's making $46 million and the Oakland A's entire payroll is $45 million. But I do want to point out to people, you're talking about Burrow and Herbert and all these future contracts. Um, the NFL is going to have a new TV deal that goes into place in 2023. So the salary cap should skyrocket in 2024. And Kyler Murray's contract doesn't go into effect until 2024. So all these quarterbacks with these deals, right? Yes, they're getting the extension two years early, but they still have the fourth year on his contract and the fifth year option. So it's really a seven year deal and the actual money that's going into it isn't going to affect until 2024 for Kyler Murray. So that is an important piece of this puzzle because as these guys get paid, that money will get pushed down the line a little bit for some of these rookie quarterbacks, not in the case of Lamar Jackson, but in the case of Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, they'll probably get the extension early and that money will get kicked down the can until hopefully once the TV deal is signed. But for fantasy football, man, I think he's still top six. I think he's gonna have a great season this year. I'm a little bit concerned without Hopkins, but they did bring in Hollywood Brown, so he should be okay in that front and I think once everyone is back he should be great it's just how do they adjust in the second halves they've had great first halves first halves and terrible second halves and I think that's the real story of the Cardinals and the real story that will continue going forward but how do you feel about Kyler so far and with this extension has it really moved the needle at all for you uh, you gotta pay these guys where where are you gonna find another Kyler Murray at like where you're not you, you know I, I I thought I asked this question Jay to the discord the other day um when you think about the last 10 years, 15 years, I want, I want you to think about this. Last 15 years, think about the quarterbacks who were viewed as the number one projected quarterback prospect going into their final college season, right? Going into their final college season, they were the projected number one quarterback and then which one of those guys ended up actually becoming the number one quarterback in the NFL draft, right? We, we, we sit back and we look at 2023 and we look at 2024 and we're salivating over C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and Quinn Ewers and Caleb Williams and all these guys. When over the last 10, 15 years, man, honestly, I think the only ones that I could think of off the top of my head and that the group kind of we discussed, right? And I still haven't looked at, I, I, some people have looked this up, I still haven't looked it up, but the only ones that I can think of that went into their final college season as the top-rated quarterback, then was inevitably drafted as the top quarterback, Andrew Luck, 
in 2011. I believe that was his draft class, 2011, 2012. Trevor Lawrence in 2021. And maybe Jameis Winston 2015. I'm not I'm not sure what this. I'm not sure what the sentiment was on Jameis going uh, into that season. Mariota won the Heisman, though, so there well, is that aspect of it. But he didn't have as good a season after that, I believe. So yeah. the point is, we're sitting back and we're thinking, oh, Bryce Young, lock. C.J. Stroud, lock. Nobody. I mean, nobody in the fantasy space, nobody in the NFL draft space had Joe Burrow as the top-rated quarterback going into his final season. So if you just think about over the last 10, 15 years – there's probably going to be somebody that emerges from the shadows every single year. I'm not betting on that guy. I know what Kyler Murray's done in the NFL. While he hasn't won a Super Bowl or he has not claimed a league MVP, he was in the MVP conversation at points of time last season. Like, you have to pay, you can't, there are more teams in the NFL that have questions at QB than there are that are solidified. I think you look across every, every one of the 32 teams, Maybe 15, maybe 15 are locked and loaded, no questions asked. This is my quarterback of the future. Other than that, everybody is scrambling. You got to lock up the Kylers. You need the the, the Ravens. I don't know why or what. And a lot of people are pointing to the fact that Lamar does not have an agent. He's still operating, you know, all in the family with his mother acting as his representative. And they're saying that's part of the reason why. Uh, he has he does not have a deal right now, but you you don't find I don't people could come in here and talk all the shit they want about his passing and this and that. You don't find that guy on just anywhere. I looked at his his career stats at this point, Jay. He's got like nine thousand nine hundred and sixty seven career passing yards, eighty something touchdowns, thirty interceptions. His record, you know, Lamar Jackson's record regular season and playoffs. I believe it's forty one and seventeen. 41 yeah, and 17, oh, almost 10,000 passing yards. I believe uh, 4,000, close to 4,000 rushing yards, 20 something rushing touchdowns in his career in four years. That includes an offensive player of the year, a league MVP. He's won games in the play. Like, you got to pay this guy. And, 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 and you're asking me right now, man, if, if I had to ask you to just, what are the top five quarterbacks? If, if you had to project forward, Thinking about top five quarterbacks in the NFL this time next year, dynasty, oh, regular year. NFL. Who do you think that? Who do you think those top five quarterbacks will be? Um, man, I don't know if I'd put Lamar in there. I might put Kyler. So I mean, it'd be Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and then you're looking at Kyler. You would Lamar, take Kyler over Lamar, Burrow, maybe. I don't think maybe. I would do that. I, I couldn't do maybe. it, man. I couldn't do it. Maybe. I would take but then Lamar. As well, would you take Burrow over Lamar? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. Right? That, Maybe. Because I, th- I think we, Maybe. we, I think you and I both agree Watson is a tier one guy. Like when he's active, healthy, like yes. he should be a tier one guy, right? So there's yes. four. Because yes. Mahomes, Burrow, or sorry, not Burrow, Mahomes, uh, Allen, yes. Herbert, mm-hmm. and Watson. But yes. who's your five? Is it Lamar? Lamar. Is it Kyler? Lamar. Is it Burrow? You Lamar. Know, I don't think there's really anybody else who's Lamar. in contention there. Lamar, Lamar yeah, would be I'm my fifth. You. Lamar would be my fifth. Um, you know, uh, it, it's funny because before the Watson allegations popped off, right after the 2020 season, I vividly remember January, February, the conversation was Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. Who's QB1? 
that was the conversation. And then yep. I'm not sure when everything popped off. I, I believe it was around February, March, but it was well before we got to the draft, I believe. Uh, that's mm-hmm. when everything kind of popped off and, and, and tanked Deshaun Watson. But the conversation was Mahomes or Watson. Watson had just come off of leading the NFL in passing with Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks, led the league yeah. in passing on a bad offense, on a bad team, and the conversation was uh, Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. So I do think that when on the field, and it's looking like, by all accounts, he ain't getting suspended for a year. You could yeah. debate that with the judge and the NFL and whomever. I'm just the messenger. I'm just telling you what people are saying. He ain't getting suspended for a year. Deshaun Watson's a top five quarterback in the NFL. If he's, I'm taking Watson over Kyler. I'm taking him over Burrow. I'm taking him over Dak. I'm taking him over 100%. Lance. I'm taking him over her. I, I'm, he's a top five quarterback. I think Lamar Jackson is right there with those guys. If you know, period. Like I'd take him over Kyler Murray ten out of ten times, man. No, and I don't hate that either. Like, it just depends on what you want from your quarterback and your skill set. But, I mean, Kyler also has that dual threat ability, right? He's still a guy who can run for double-digit touchdowns, 800 yards, pass for 4,000. Like, from a fantasy ceiling perspective, I still don't believe there is a player who has a higher ceiling than Kyler Murray. I think you could easily argue Josh Allen's probably the closest one. But Kyler Murray's dual threat ability and and how he runs and how well he's done over this past couple of years, I think there's a real case that he could be the fantasy QB one pretty easily. I think with Lamar though, he's got to do a little bit more in the passing game to reach that like crazy ceiling because he has so much. He doesn't though. Game, he, bro, he, he can be he's QB a walking. One well. He's a walking thousand yard piece at quarterback every year, every yeah. year. You can't say that about Kyler. You cannot no, no, no. say that about Kyler. I, I think I think Lamar's pathway to QB one is clearer than Kyler Murray's because Kyler, there's still areas of his of his game throwing the ball that he needs to oh, clean yeah. up as well. He's not some Aaron Rodgers back there himself. He's I think he's better than Lamar Jackson, but the what makes up the difference is how good Lamar is on the ground. Go look at his numbers yeah. this year. He played what 12 games this year and he was on pace to go well over a thousand rushing yards on the season. So I kind of disagree with you that Kyler Murray's uh, pathway to top quarterback is clearer than than Lamar Jackson. You you got to pay these dudes, man. And I will oh, be yeah. ve- if I'm if I'm Lamar, I'm not taking one penny less than 160 guaranteed, 230 and a half million dollar total contract. I wouldn't take a penny less. And Joe said it in the comment. Lamar is so unique that a billion-plus-dollar organization changed their entire structure to cater to his skill set, right? And he's doing it without a Jamar Chase, a T. Higgins, a Joe Mixon. He get, they're throwing out Willie Sneed, Des Bryant, Tylen Wallace, uh, yeah. Miles Boykin. The, the, these, are, these, these are the cast of, of misfit toys that Lamar's had at his disposal. And, you know, I get it. He's got Mark Andrews. That's great. Mm-hmm. But he's got Rashad Bateman, and I like Bateman, but he's a young guy. He hasn't done it yet. You give Lamar some of those other weapons and how much more explosive, how much better um, can he be? So for me, uh, he, he's he's in my top five, man. He's, he's definitely inside my top five. And I'm interested to see because he did. I saw the Ravens tweet out. He showed up ready to work, ready to play. Yep. It's going to be interesting. Do, do you think there's any chance? We have not heard a word. I'm not trying to fake news it. Any, any chance that Lamar – holds out and says, I'm not taking a snap no, until you guys no. give me a contract. Okay. 
No, you said no. zero. Um, right. I think he's too. I think he knows that he has to be a good teammate. I think he's not one of those guys that's going to do that, especially at the quarterback position. I don't think we see that very often. You know, OTAs is one thing, but holding out a training camp is a different conversation. Um, I, I'm with you though. I think there's a world where Lamar could definitely be the QB one. But what do you think his value is worth from a contract perspective? I think that's the ultimate question here. We all know that he's probably more valuable than Kyler Murray, and is he more valuable than Deshaun Watson? Right? Deshaun Watson got 230 million dollars guaranteed. He doesn't have has an MVP trophy. He doesn't have a 37 and 12 record. I don't think he's ever made the or made made the made the playoffs. I think once and won one playoff game. But I mean, outside of that, Deshaun Watson is just super talented right he's playing yeah, for the yeah. browns now or will play for the browns eventually but what is lamar worth right and we've had this conversation so many times and it pains me that i'm right is that lamar jackson peaked a year too early and it's like we talked about this with josh allen versus lamar jackson and and it's literally just lamar jackson peaked a year too early and then he he didn't quite hit that ceiling and they haven't been forced to pay him yet but it's crazy to think that he still may not have that contract and i believe uh the, the packers report came out and the nfl revenue sharing was like 530 million dollars and the salary caps only 327 million dollars but how much do you think lamar jackson is worth from a contract perspective if he gets that five years I, I just told you he's he's worth every penny of what kyler murray just got at least. But but what do you at think least. he's worth? Like, what's the number you'd give me that you think he's worth? 250? 250? Okay. I think 175 guarantee. If, if I'm him, I want 160, 165, 175 guaranteed. Something like that, man. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, I, I don't think he holds I, out I either. I'm just, guaranteed. I, 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 I'm not, let, let me just say this. I'm not some fucking contract specialist. I don't know. Like, I, I, you, you ask, you're fishing for something to which I'm just throwing shit out there. All I know is what Kyler got, he's worth that plus. That's all yeah. I know. I know he's not worth less than Kyler Murray. I, I know that for a fact. So um, something interesting. So I'm just looking at some NFL news as we head into training camp. This is uh this this just happened three minutes ago. Uh, Jay, three Minutes ago, so we got a little, got a little, got a little, got a little news here. James Great Robinson, news. the Jacksonville Jaguars starting running back. I don't know, maybe backup running uh, back. Uh, well, he will not, will not begin Jaguars training camp on the pup list. All right, so it's a noteworthy development as Robinson is a mere seven months removed from tearing his Achilles, barring setback during training camp or the preseason. Robinson could be fully healthy by the start of the regular season, complicating Travis Etienne's path to volume in Jacksonville's revamped offense. Now, Jay, you've been one of the people for a long time talking about Doug Peterson and his RBBC mm -hmm. approach. James Robinson not starting the camp. Like, I just, I'm just throwing this out there. We're, let's let's start. Let's get the people spiced up a little bit. J.K. Dobbins, you know, there was reports. Is he going to be on the pup? Is he not? Who knows? That was not reports. That was self-reported by self-reported by Ian Rappaport. But we do know that J. Rob will not start on the pup. What does this mean for ETN? And not. Not so much what it means for James Robinson. It means he's going to be on the field and playing. And what what the fuck happened to Achilles tears being the death sentence to players? It seems like you you made rather tear your damn Achilles now than an ACL because these guys are coming back a little bit quicker. I don't know if modern medicine has improved, but what's this mean for Travis Etienne in Jacksonville if J. Rob is back? 
Um, I, I don't think it's a guarantee that he doesn't go on the pup list, though. Just because he's not on the pup list today doesn't mean he can't go on the pup list. So but, there is but that let's, factor let's, as well. Let's not like go he, down that. Let's not go down that path because if he was going to be on the pup list, he would have been on the. They they have no problem. It's just training camp. He's not. He's not on the pup. So let's not go down. He could be on tomorrow. He's not on today. They're starting camp. He is active and will be with the team participating when they start practices. What does that mean for Travis Etienne? I don't think it means anything. You know, he's still a player coming off a Liz Frank injury, so he still has to deal with his own recovery. And while he's been a year removed or will be a year removed by the time the NFL season rolls around, it's still a serious injury. We saw Hollywood Brown struggle coming off his Liz Frank injury. And so now we have Travis Etienne, a player that we all project to be a great player. But I don't think that there's a world where he doesn't have some limited snaps, right? You've talked about Snoop Connor. We've talked about James Robinson. Mm -hmm. I think they probably share the rushing load. And like we've seen, Travis Etienne probably becomes the primary pass catcher. And, you know, you people make the Alvin Kamara comp, and I hate it. I think it's a terrible comp. I think they're two completely different players. But from a role perspective, maybe that's what we see. Maybe we see him be a guy who runs a lot of option routes, does a lot out of the backfield, and doesn't take as much of a rushing load. And I think that's perfectly fine. I think that adds value to both players. Are we going to see a massive ceiling? From Travis Etienne in no, year one? Probably no. not. But the Liz Frank injury is part of that, right? You still have to deal with that and coming off that is big. But both players coming off injury, adding a third running back, even if it's, you know, super low capital, not a big deal. All of these guys will be involved. Like I've talked about and told you many times, Doug Peterson likes his RBBCs. It seems like, you know, James Robinson could be that Jordan Howard type of guy. Just be a guy who's just a primary rusher, especially early on coming off the injury. I don't know what to expect of him, though. Is he going to be better than Cam Akers after his five months? I'm not too sure, hopefully. But the Achilles death sentence is definitely not looking like one anymore. Yeah. But again, just, the data is still so new, right? Yeah. We have Marlon Mack, we have Cam Akers, and now we have James Robinson as our Deontay new Foreman. kind of sample. Deontay Deontay Foreman, Foreman, but he was... Two years removed from his Achilles. Yeah, yeah. It took it took good. him a minute to get so, back. It took him a minute. I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I don't I'm not I'm not saying this is oh end of Travis Etienne. No. I'm no. It's a second year player. He's gonna be involved. He's got a and unique it's his rookie skill season, set. right? That's, it, that's it, what right. Etienne I just think that whereas we thought it was gonna be all Etienne. If J-Rob is active and ready to go, we, here's the thing. If he is healthy and he's active, 53, week one, I don't know who Jacksonville opens with, J-Rob's going to play, right? It may not be a ton. I'm not saying he's going out there and he's taking 15 carries or 15 touches away from ETN. But whereas we were thinking it was ETN, massive gap, Snoop Connor, and whomever else it is, now it's like ETN, J-Rob. And... Does J. Rob get the goal line work? Does he just does he is he enough of a thorn into ETN to limit his his ceiling? And I don't know what J. Rob's contract situation is, any of that kind of stuff, man. Uh, but I do know that right now he's going off the board as RB forty five behind uh, Ronald Jones, Melvin Gordon, Alexander Madison, Michael Carter, Tyler Algier. Would you take any of those guys? Would you take? J-Rob over any of those guys? Would you move him up into the 30s? Would you move him up ahead of a Damian Pierce, an Isaiah Spiller, a Devin Singletary? Or are you still like, you think RB45 is appropriate for him? I think it's fine for now. So it is important to point out that he is on an expiring contract right now, but he will be a restricted free agent, not a uh, an unrestricted free agent. So where would I put him? I mean, it's tough, man. I don't expect a lot early on. 
So I think that from that standpoint, I got to keep it a little bit lower. You know, you talk about some of these rookies, some guys that could get involved, may not be involved, but at least are healthy, right? And aren't coming off injury. You know, we'll see how this system shakes out. I think that's a big factor too for all these guys, not just, you know, one or the other. It's it's a new system, new offense. Everybody's learning it at the same time. So all those reps for all these players are very important, you know, regardless of the position because they're instituting a, a brand new offense. So, you know, this leg up that James Robinson might've had last season because he was there and active, it, it's no more. It's a new system, new offense. So right. it's good that he's participating, but I think that I don't really know how it's going to shake up. And so I wouldn't move him. Would you take, well, I'm not taking Isaiah Spiller, or sorry, I'm not I'm not taking him over Isaiah Spiller, probably not over Damian Pierce. I think they have ample opportunity to contribute to their teams. And James Robinson, while he's super talented, I think it just will be an RBBC, and we may not like what we see from it week to week to where in a best ball, maybe you want to take a shot, but in a lineup league, how can we trust playing him, especially early on in the season until he gets going, and then they switch it up because of game script, because of what's going on. So that, for me, is going to make it tough for me to have James Robinson in this backfield on my teams. Yeah, and since we're just in dirty old running back territory, uh, I saw the, the late last night the Dolphins reporter said uh, Raheem Mostert still recovering from late season knee injury and may not be ready for week one versus the Patriots. Right now we know that Dolphins backfield yep. is a combination of Mostert. They got Chase Edmonds, Miles Gaskin. But a player that I think, you know, especially like in a best ball format that I'm targeting, Jay, is is your boy, Sony Michelle. I think Sony <laughs> Michelle. And I, I was listening to Eric Vanek, man, and, you know, he's coming off the board as RB68. Listen to who Sonny Michelle is coming off the board behind. Mark Ingram, Trey Sermon, Tyler Beatty-Batty, Kyron Williams, Daryl Williams. I, I, he ain't I dead mean, yet. He, he, could, he, could, he could be. He could fall in the end zone eight or nine times this year. You know, Mostert, he's Damn, always hurt. There's knee injuries. Chase Edmonds... Whenever he got the opportunity to be the guy, he really couldn't do it. Running back by committee approach, San Francisco. What are you? I'm just, I'm just, I'm dirt. We're dirty already. First show back, and we're already talking about the worst running backs you can possibly acquire in fantasy football. But where are you at with like a Sony Michelle based on the Raheem Mostert? Is there any interest in RB68 off the board? Hey, who's, I think all there has naked, to be. who's all these naked people in our chat? Bro, man? the bots are the bots are what keeping is going me busy down? this morning. The the well, bots are keeping me busy this morning. <laughs> but um Sony Michelle, I think, is interesting, right? Because like you said, he could be the goal line back. The thing for me with Sony is that I don't think that he's a great fit for the system, right? And if you want to extrapolate that further. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said he's going to have a committee approach as well. And part of it was due to the injuries to Elijah Mitchell. But again, you know, you're talking about Trey Sermon. I'm not taking yeah, Trey Sermon. Don't stop. want him. Give stop. me Sony Michelle um, over, over him for sure. But at the end of the day, like, I just don't know if he's a good fit for the system. And so from that perspective, at best, he's a goal line back. So okay. maybe he gets five carries and like you said, falls in the end zone. But what is that? Seven points, eight points. Like it's still a very low ceiling guy, but I don't know. To your point about Chase Evans, he has the contract. Does he? Is he the guy? I don't know. But he has the contract to be the guy in that in that backfield. So we'll see. But do you have concerns about Elijah Mitchell with Kyle Shanahan talking about that uh, committee approach this season? Nope. Nope. No concern. No concern. Elijah Mitchell. He's healthy. He's the guy. Right. It's no Jeff Wilson. I like the the prospectus of Tyrion Davis Price, but yeah. Elijah Mitchell healthy. Elijah Mitchell's the guy. That's just. When Elijah Mitchell was on the field last year, he got all the work, unless it was all Debo it, yeah. Samuel. It was Elijah Mitchell, then some Debo. Maybe they sprinkle in 
a TDP here or there, but I think if Elijah's healthy, Elijah's the guy. Um, and I'm not. Is TDP and I'm not your a, number two? I mean, the report said it's Jeff Wilson. Yeah. You know, these coaches do that deferential stuff, man, to their veterans. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, I'm just, I'm taking the information as it's presented, right? I think a lot of shit will play out over, like, we're literally, we've get, we get preseason games in a couple of weeks. And yep. all these backup players, all these rookies, like, we're going to get a chance to see them. And you'll, you'll be able to tell which guys have the juice, which guys have the wiggle, which guys pop on tape that we'll be able to tell early on which one of these guys may uh, have some additional appeal for us in our leagues as we move as we move forward everybody's saying no it's a sony michelle all right so just uh just just shit on my take that's fine when sony michelle ends up with 10 touchdowns all of y'all will owe me an apology on this damn show um but jay that's it that is it. It is 7.45. We are going to stay on schedule. We're going to get in uh, for, for the people who, who stuck around the whole time. If you're new, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate you tapping in. Uh, we missed a lot of stuff this past week, so we just kind of wanted to play play catch up. Uh, we've got some really unique stuff. I think on Wednesday, we're going to take a look at some 2023 players, man. I want to dive into the college class. Oh. Uh, yeah, we're going to do some. We got a lot of ADP. I want to talk through some of these 2023 prospects and where the points of inflection are in our upcoming rookie drafts, at least going into the season, right? Going into the season, value. A lot of people arguing me down. Jackson Smith and Jigbo over Kayshawn Boutte. We'll see. We shall see. So, Jay. You saw his you- over under, right? You yeah, saw I Kate, saw it. You Nine, saw Jackson's over-under? 14.50? Yeah, 14, 1450, man. I saw it. I saw it. Jay, anything you want to say to people before we get out of here? No, nah, man. I'm just happy to be back. Happy that people are here, and we're going to have a lot of new stuff on the way. So don't you worry. We're going to get it for you. And uh, ha- thanks for joining us, man. And I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, we appreciate y'all tapping in. Thank y'all for being here. Make sure in the description, subscribe to the newsletter. Dope shit in the newsletter. Check out all the awesome pods. Like I said, Scott Connors got something on the channel with Eric Vanek. We got uh, Jeff Mueller coming with an injury podcast. Talk about all the hurt players and what these things actually mean and how we should be approaching. We got a lot of good stuff. More goodies on the way. Easter eggs, giveaways, fun shit, engagement stuff. We are happy to be back. I'm glad you're here. Hit the thumbs up button. Comment for the algorithm and make sure you wake your ass up on Wednesday, bright and early, 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. We'll see you. Y'all have a great week. I'm out. Peace.